You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the Managemental Podcast, a weekly discussion on hot topics in the music biz for the up-and-comers, the brand newbies, the beginners, and aspiring rock stars of tomorrow. Oh yes, the struggle is real, my friends, but let us help you uncover some of the mystery that is this challenging business of rock and roll. I am your host, Mr. Blasco, and I am excited to be here today. As always, I am joined by my good friend, the co-host from the other coast, a record label owner, fellow artist manager, and juggalo march spectator, Mr. Mike Malvin. I'm more like a juggalo bike kind of guy, if you couldn't tell from my picture, my friend. <laughs> I, I, it's so awesome that you rode your bike by that when it was happening. I had to time that, uh, my ride, as the father of an infant who still needs a lot of care. I'm in a constant negotiation of what time is mine versus what time is family time, or at least looking after him. And so this weekend, I was like, I need to get out on a ride. And I need it to be between these hours and those hours because the old juggalo march on Washington was going down in the nation's capital. And I did. I got down there on the early side and it felt a little light, but it was still kind of cool to just see see it all going on. I gotta, I gotta admit. Is it just me or did that thing not get a whole lot of major media coverage? Yeah, I don't think it really did. It seemed like it got more hype when it was announced than it did when it actually went down, right? Yeah, for sure, so, for sure. Curious to know how many Juggalos ended up showing up for that. Yeah, I mean, you know, not to make this the Juggalo episode, but um, I think the thing kicked off around 2. I rolled up on my bike around 2.30. Um, ICP was playing at 9. But when I got down there, you know, there was a lot of people up on stage giving testimonials, and the whole theme seemed to be, you know, that the FBI has labeled it a gang. And so there were so many people from different walks of life, and, and really they were bringing people up from, sounded like all over the country, you know, to talk about what the community had meant to them, which I thought was kind of interesting and compelling, you know, whether I agree or, or don't agree or really just don't care. I think that is one of the common themes, you know, that is cool about underground culture is you do, if you're alienated or an outsider in any way, you know, you find these other people that really provide you a community that you're not able to find in, in you know, in mainstream culture. Yeah, so. I mean, look, li- like them or not, they did it right. They built something, and it's legit. In this day and age, th- those are the kind of things you you know, need you need to look at. You know, don't don't dismiss an ICP just because maybe you think that they're silly or whatever. What they created was, I mean, that's the idea. I mean, that's that's what you want. Absolutely. I mean, my, my only thing, and I don't know if, you know, there was some permitting issues or what, but there was a distinct lack of Fago going on when I rolled out there. <laughs> it would have been badass had they been able to fill, you know, so it was, if you're familiar with Washington, D.C., you know, and if you're not, go quickly Google, but, you know, the Lincoln Memorial looks out towards the Washington Memorial. 
and there's the big reflecting pool there, long, you know, rectangular body of water. How tight would it have been if that was filled with Fago? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Exactly. Uh, anyway, on on to the episode. In the last episode, we took some questions from one of our loyal listeners. That was about gigging and touring, and that was a cool episode. So check it out if you haven't already. This week, I found a very cool article on digitalmusicnews.com written by Paul Reznikoff titled The Young Person's Guide to Getting Into the Music Industry. And, uh, Mike, I picked this one because um, it's sort of more on the business side of getting in because, you know, we've got a lot of musician listeners, but I figure we have a lot of, you know, business side of people that want to break into the business as well. And there's nothing wrong with being both, right? You can be a musician and a, and a person wanting to break into the business, so I thought this might be good to uh, cover these topics. And as usual, we will include all the links to the author and the article in the show notes. This is going to be killer, so let's get mental. So aside from Juggalo March, uh, what else is uh, new in your world? Touring season is here. I was just looking at uh, my schedule for this weekend, um, and you know there won't be any Juggalo biking, and by the time this episode airs, the weekend will be over, but I've got three shows in the span of two days uh, all in Baltimore. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's here and it's hitting hard, but I'm excited. A lot of cool stuff. Going to go see Tooth Grinder open up from Between the Bear to Me. Ghost Bath finally rolls through with uh, Thy Art is Murder, and there's a, an awesome pop-punk band that we work with called Nominee uh, from Austin, Texas, who um, is coming through Baltimore as well. So, going to be a packed one. And what about you? You're headed out on the road, right? I am leaving for tour tomorrow, so the next few episodes will be taped uh, from the road. And uh, yeah, Zach Sabbath is um, doing its uh, second leg of U.S. touring. And uh, we're going to go bang that out. And um, I got an Aussie show in the middle of there somewhere as well. And um, yeah. So know. what what, mar- what markets are these? Last time you did uh, some of the festival stuff, right? That was what, April, May or, yeah, or May? We've and- got We've got uh, a festival in here too. We're doing the, uh, the, the uh, not Houston, uh, Denver, the High Elevation Fest. We're doing that. Uh, and then with Ozzy, there's another one that we're doing in the middle. And then we were going to be doing the Houston Open Air Fest, but that recently got canceled just due to all the uh, uh, devastation that happened in uh, Houston. So they ended up canceling that one to focus their efforts on the uh, rebuilding of um, Houston. So Yeah, uh, my, my goodness. And if anybody's out there you know, listening in, in the Houston area or anybody that's been affected uh, in Florida, it looks like there's another hurricane coming Um you know, our, our thoughts are with you guys, and um, you know, if there's anything we can do, uh, don't hesitate to to hit us up. No so. doubt, no doubt. Anyway, uh, moving on to the article of tips on breaking into the music business. Number one, meet anyone and everyone you can in this business. Before you're desperate for a job, before your loans are due, and before you need something from people, it's critical to start meeting people who are actually working in the industry. You will be investing heavily in your future network, one that will pay very rich dividends down the line. So take a bus, ride your bike, take a Southwest flight, or just Skype it if you must, but get in front of as many people that are willing to chat. 
Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, sort of the networking 101 and, and a lot of the recurring themes that you and I always talk about. And, um, you know, thankfully, we're in a place where our networks are relatively established. But I, I'm still amazed at, at the way that things kind of fall into place, you know, just because I'm I'm out there, you know, at events, whether they be, you know, within the music business, the podcast business or my local community. Um, and was, you know, recently surprised last week when I got a call from one of the guys here, you know, in, in Silver Spring, you know, that was connecting me with another guy who was looking for somebody that, you know, has a cool hip company and, you know, the guy thought of me and all of that was just because I was out there, you know, showing my face, making the rounds, you know, uh, kissing babies, smiling at faces, shaking hands, doing all of that. But, um, yeah, and I think my preferred method would be ride my bike instead of uh, the Southwest flight. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. What it, about you? <laughs> whatever it takes, man. I, I mean, for me, I mean, by default, I've been in the business as a musician for a long time. Now there came a point whenever I was reaching sort of the height of that. Right, I'm getting a little bit older and. And um, I, I joined the Ozzy Osbourne band and I'm like, wow, man, like I've kind of I've kind of reached the top of the mountain here. And and I feel like this maybe this may resonate with a lot of people, but like I didn't want to I knew that I had to work, quote unquote, like I knew that I had to get a job, quote unquote, like like I knew that I couldn't just ride the wave of hired gun, heavy metal bass player guy forever. Right. I knew I had to kind of get real and start adulting. But I love music, right? Like I wanted to be in the business, and um, and so I think that this this should resonate with everybody of like like building your network. Like you said, this is networking one hundred and one, but it's it's crucial. And also, too, I think my point is is that um, knowing that you want to be in this in this business, that's gonna that's gonna have a lot to do with it. I I definitely did. Like I didn't want to do anything else than other than work in the music business and i had fortunately i've been in the business for a while so i had a network that i had amassed even though i kind of didn't know that i was doing it right like i it's like yeah i know people but i didn't really know that i was building a network so i think people here might you might be building a network uh that you don't even know of so once you kind of get serious you gotta take you know take a look at your uh your contacts there and, and start to set those aside in a different sort of music business networking folder, start to reach out to those people and get in the rhythm of, of contacting them and stuff like, like this says, don't start to reach out to these people whenever you immediately need something. Just start to build those relationships now. Yeah. And you know, one thing that I pay attention to is I see people, um, even on just, you know, on social networks, I've, there's a couple of people that run pretty interesting industry based groups, um, you know, they're trying to foster a little bit of a community for people to, to just chat and discuss and meet other people. So as much as face to face stuff is always going to be preferred, especially uh, as you're trying to do things on a bit more professional level, there's nothing wrong with starting um, with where it's easiest, you know, right at your fingertips in front of your computer or your, you know, your smartphone. So. Yeah. Number two, mentally prepare yourself for how extremely difficult this business is. This is an industry in extreme flux and one that has seen a massive pie shrink over the last 15 years. 
But that doesn't mean there aren't jobs and opportunities. It also doesn't mean you shouldn't accept the challenge, simply that you should consider your risk appetite and ability to stomach extreme uncertainty. Yeah, I mean, so much of this, especially, you know, guys like myself and yourself who, you know, more or less are self-employed or at least are, you know, running some sort of business on our own, this is completely appropriate for us. You know, there's ebbs and flows. I think if you, you know, are trying to get a job at Spotify, it doesn't mean that, um, you know, there won't be some... uh, uh, volatility within the business itself. I mean, they're kind of riding a high this moment, but who the heck knows what can happen um, even in the span of a year or two. But yeah, I mean, I think he's exactly right. There are no, there's no givens in any bit thing in life, um, let alone, you know, jobs. Uh, but in the music business, it does seem as if uh, at any <laughs> any given moment, the carpet could probably get pulled out from under you. And you do have to have um, a, a bit of a stomach for that. Yeah. I also would like to add to this that, yes, it is extremely difficult um, and there is a lot of competition out there. However, because we are entering into a new age of this business, right? Streaming is is taking over. The, the digital world is is going to be taking over this business. It's, it's you don't need a major label anymore. I, I feel like the, the, the wave of the, the digital birth of the music business is creating a lot of opportunity. And so as as difficult and and, and as struggling as, as it could be in this business, there also now is a lot of opportunity for creative, entrepreneurial, thinking, risk-taking type of people as well. You know. Yeah, no, you're exactly right in that, and and we've talked about this in in many episodes. You know, and you hear many people that have been in the business for a while uh, that we are we're in this incredibly exciting time. I mean, there's you know there is uncertainty, but with uncertainty, there's also uh, an immense amount of opportunity. And I think you know the recurring things are you got to do what you're passionate about, what you're really knowledgeable about, and what you can you know make it difference and an impact about and um you know there are no real barriers to entry and if you're good and that skill set shines through or even if you're just lucky sometimes um (laughs) you know it's a it's an incredibly empowering place uh to, to try to to try to just yeah go in with with your dreams and and you know double down on you and make them happen Number three, chart your course, but avoid the obvious choices. If you want a job at Spotify, fine. But understand that everybody wants a job at Spotify and Apple Music and Shazam and SoundCloud. Well, maybe not SoundCloud, but uh, uh, these are fun, hip, and connected environments that will impress your friends, but not if you can't get in. Do a little extra homework and you'll find all sorts of less obvious opportunities, which means less competition and greater chance for advancement once inside. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is interesting, especially, you know, for guys like you and I, because we've been running our own show since we started managing, you know, which, as we've talked about many times, is over a decade plus for each of us. So um, I think these are in this is interesting advice um but I, I think you and i are more inclined to say you know chart your own territory get out there do your own thing um 
you know, that that's really the angle that I would try to encourage. But if indeed you are aiming for uh, a job, he's exactly right. Do a little extra homework. That's for sure. And to expound on this a little bit and to go back into uh, number one, you know, building the network, I would tend to think that if there's a job opening at Spotify, just by sending in your resume, you're not going to get it. Uh, I don't care how good your resume is. I'm just not of, I don't subscribe to the idea that um, resumes have a lot to do with anything anymore. I feel like a lot of it has to do with uh, like what you've accomplished on your own as well as the network that you've built. I think that someone vouching for you saying all the, the good, creative, constructive things that you've done with your time uh, is going to speak volumes to someone hiring than some potentially fabricated, you know, resume that, you know, may or not be all entirely true, you know? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, it's hilarious. I do keep an updated resume as often as possible. Um, and it's always so funny for me to look at and read it because I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm just like, what is this thing? It's this crazy piece of paper to me, you know, what's so much more important are the real experiences that I've had and, you know, the results that can come, you know, from that. But, um, I would agree with you. I think that these opportunities that, that are gonna, you know, potentially be available to, uh, the listeners, um, are really going to come from exactly who do you know, um, or who do you know that knows somebody within the organization that you're, you know, you're trying to apply to. Totally. Number four, read everything. Of course, read digital music news every day, but also read everything else you can access, including publications and sites covering industry, music, culture, scenes, whatever. I'll add to that. Listen to everything as well. There's so many amazing uh, resources, you know, mostly in the podcast format, you know, that are out there. And while they're not all news, some of them are uh, opinion. Um, there's still some really, really good and interesting ways to keep up by just, you know, not only reading what, what he's recommended, but listening as well. Agreed. Totally. You know, find some, find some blogs, find some podcasts. Um, subscribe, listen, read, um, you know, like, I mean, I do that. I know that you do that as well. And, um, I feel like that, that it, it just, it, it's part like education. Like I feel like I get educational out of it, but I also get inspirational out of it. Like there's, you know what I mean? I'm listening to something or whatever, and I get fired up to want to try and accomplish something or, you know, open this door, or, you know, take on this challenge or whatever. So, I feel like it works in a multitude of ways. I agree. And, and a huge part of it is just being able to participate in conversations and sound knowledgeable about them. You know, so much of if you are attending industry events or if you're talking to somebody who, you know, is within the industry, they're oftentimes going to say, oh, hey, did you see that article on or, you know, what do you think about, you know, this current topic? And if you're well educated, well read and are able to, you know, take that information and form your own opinion, um, I know for me, when I'm talking to younger people, that's what I'm most inspired by. If somebody shows to me that they've got a level of comprehension of, you know, the, the business that we're in, that goes a much longer way than, you know, almost anything else, frankly. Totally. Number five, try to get real industry experience paid or unpaid. 
There's a huge amount of debate over whether unpaid internships are worth it or even ethical. If you're slaving away on errands and busy work without meeting anyone or learning anything, then you're definitely wasting your time. But usually that's not the case, especially if you're taking initiative and getting college credit. There's a fantastic book written by a manager named Emily White. It's called Interning 101, and it's fantastic. We'll have a link to it in the show notes. I would encourage everybody to check it out. She talks about her experience as an intern and now as an entrepreneur and manager within the business about how she uh, approaches her interns and really just a way to look at it that so many people uh, I, I don't think do you know she talks about yeah sometimes you're running errands and it might seem like you know you're doing it for 89 days out of your 90 day internship and lo and behold on the 90th day you know you're grabbing coffee and you know you're grabbing coffee for you know the head of the business and somebody who you know you finally get to meet and three years later they're the person that's giving you your job it's little things like that that might not be you know so present while you're doing it and it might seem like the work you're doing is busy and you know really uneventful for what you eventually want to do but inevitably if you do it do it with the right attitude and can look for the ways to take the most advantage of it these can be such incredibly rewarding experiences so i can't recommend that book enough because she really does a fantastic job of um describing you know the ways to to really take advantage of those opportunities yeah i I don't know if you know this, but I ran the music business program at Musicians Institute in Hollywood for two semesters. Um, That's right. The interesting uh, thing there is if that you're if you're in the music business program, uh, 120 hours of internship is actually required for you to you know graduate and get your certificate. Um, and uh, and to uh, to further that, a girl that's been working for me for. I don't know, seven years at this point was I hired out of that program. And I know a lot of people that have, have gotten jobs out of that. And a lot of it too is, is what you put into it. And the companies that are, are, you know, that are vetted, make sure that, you know, you're not picking up dude's laundry, like that you're actually getting some, you know, on training experience. But I will say that a lot of it has to do with the, uh, the individual's personality. And whenever you go into a situation like that, you know, you got to be well prepared, but you know, you got to have like some real basic like common sense. Like you don't have to know everything about everything, but like just common sense and, and, and knowing like just knowing what to do, like just like common stuff, you know, I mean, I don't know how else to describe it, but like, you know, you, you don't gotta be, you don't gotta be perfect and you don't gotta be overly well knowledge, but you, you do have to know very basic things. And I'll give you, for instance, there was a girl that interned for us that um, that didn't get hired because we had an event, you know, a band's playing um, or whatever. So it was a night out, the House of Blues or whatever, da, 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 or whatever. And like, granted, it's rock and roll. It's heavy metal. Like there's some leniency in what we do, you know, but like, dude, she like, the first thing she did was like get wasted. It's like, I don't want, it's like, if you are working for me, then you're a representative of my brand and we're out there at a show for one of our artists, you got to represent the brand. And if you're out there wasted, it's like, you're, you're like, you don't get it, man. Like to me, that's just fucking common sense. 
you know? No, you're exactly right. I mean, there's a time and a place for everything. And as you're coming up, oftentimes, you know, the time and the place for <clears throat> those types of behaviors are not while you're out in public with, you know, the rest of the industry that you should be trying to make an impression upon, you know, save that for when you and your, your bros or your girls are, are, you know, doing something on your own. But, you know, here, even at our company, almost all of our hires have come from people interning here, you know, and they did. They've done some very, excuse me, they've done some very mundane tasks, which are important to the overall business of what we do in managing bands. There's so much work that goes into managing bands and making sure that every last detail is kept up to date nowadays with the, you know, plethora of social media and all of the ways and things that, you know, things need to be communicated. And again, it may seem like, you know, you're not doing exactly what you want to be doing in the future. But I think that's really important is you have to understand how that foundation and that base, you know, you and I both have done plenty of things in our time that, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that I don't have to do now, but I've done them. And, you know, having proven that I could do them very well is what allowed me to then, you know, move on and be able to do, you know, a lot of the things that I actually enjoy to do now. So, yes. Number six, develop a mentor relationship. So how do you find a great life changing mentor? Oftentimes universities have mentor programs, though you can also seek them out as you expand your professional relationships. Typically, there's something you have in common, especially if you're in the same field. In the best case scenario, you have a great friend and ally in the professional world and beyond. This is always an interesting one to me because I don't truly feel like I've ever had, um, you know, someone that I could that I could straight up call a mentor. I I do have plenty of relationships with more experienced doesn't always mean older, but more experienced or, you know, people who I look up to for what they're doing, both within the business and out. And thankfully, you know, I've got relationships with them where I can call them when I'm need advice or, you know, need uh, a bit of wisdom. But I, I have never actually had one of those true like mentor and mentee relationships. And therefore, uh, maybe I don't know what I'm missing. And, and I do hear from plenty of people, especially in a lot of the, the entrepreneurial podcasts that I listen to, that that is a really important step in their growth. What about yourself? Have you had one? And, and what has that relationship been like? I like you. I, d I don't know that I, call, that I have someone specifically that I would refer to as my mentor. Although whenever I first started, I did have a lot of support from people that were successful and established in the business. And those people I could call on uh, in a mentor type of way to where I go, hey man, like I, I know that you've crossed this bridge before. This is my first time. What should I do? What would you do if you were me? And there's a handful of people that uh, made themselves available to me. Uh, and even still to this day, you know what I mean? Like I'm not like, even though like, you know, look, I'm running my own business and, you know, I've, I've built it up from ground zero. Doesn't mean that like, you know, I'm Richard Branson yet. You know what I mean? Like I still, I still got a long way to go. And so, um, and there's still things that I encounter that, you know, I don't have answers to or that I haven't encountered yet. So I'm fortunate that I, yeah, there's a sort of select group of people that I can reach out to that, that I feel like have my back and, and, and support to taking on this challenge and making this step into the business. But like, 
But like, I, but also too, like I like the fact that I've got a group of people that I can reach out to because not every one person may have all the answers to everything, you know? So it's like, man, I go like, oh, maybe this person might have a better insight into this, or I know this person already did this. And so I reach out to them or whatever. So, you know, look, man, fortunately I've earned the respect of, uh, of these people that like I look up to. Um, and, uh, I feel fortunate, you know, in that way. Agreed. Same with me. So yeah. very cool. Yeah. Uh, final number seven, learn how to interview like a rock star for starters, get the basics straight or you won't even be considered resumes need to be perfect and polished cover le- letters, triple checked and polished. Also double check all of your social media accounts and either shut down accounts or make them private. Some people don't care about some risque pictures. Other people totally care. Then make sure you survive quick online checks like a search on Google. After that, you need to start learning how to interview effectively because like test taking, successful interviewing is part talent, part learned. Learn the most typically asked questions, determine how to present yourself most effectively, and practice techniques for relaxing if you get nervous. Yeah, I mean, I think the the overall takeaway is, you know, pretty good. Some of the specifics here um, I couldn't be bothered less with, and I do get that, you know, they they definitely would apply to somebody who's trying to find their first job within the industry or get that intro, you know, how to break into the music industry. Um, so all all great advice, but, you know, on my end, it's like I want to see that somebody can have a little bit of fun. Um, so therefore, a risque picture doesn't bother me. You know, and there's certain little things like that. And, you know, interviews, I'm usually just trying to get a vibe and a feeling, make sure that the person has the ability to communicate clearly and things of that nature, as opposed to whether or not they're going to answer the standard, you know, describe a time in your life where, you know, you really rose above or whatever, you know, the the, t- the standard interview questions may be. But if you are interviewing for positions at more corporate companies, you, of course, want to make sure that, you know, you you are capable of answering those questions that that may be asked. What's your take on this one? I mean, there's, there is some leniency, like I said, like, because it is rock and roll, like there is some leniency, but you know, the, I I have heard and have seen instances where the social media thing is a real thing. Like if you're looking for like, you know, if you're, if you're interviewing for a pretty serious position, um, the these bigger companies do take into account your social presence um and so that is something to consider you know maybe removing some you know uh, certain level of party picks or what you know what have you i think it's something to go over with a fine tooth comb if it's if it's that level of a situation um but it couldn't hurt to brush up like if if you know if you're seriously looking to do something in this business um, it's not so uptight, you know, it's not so corporate America uptight. Um, but, uh, but it couldn't help to brush up on a few things, Google a few articles on how to properly interview, um, for nothing else there, you should maybe plan on having like ready, ready to answers to obvious questions. That way you're not kind of searching searching for the answer you should go into it a, a little prepared 
Um, it's okay to, you want to be yourself and it's okay to leave a little bit of room for improvisation, but I think the basics should be, it's okay to be prepared on the basics. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think a lot of that will, um, translate into confidence and without being overconfident, you do want to be able to feel comfortable. And like he says here, you know, practice techniques for relaxing. If you get nervous, this is all great advice. You know, if you're walking in and your hands are shaking and you know, whatever other, uh, signs come out uh, of your body when you're nervous, that will translate in an interview. I want people who are comfortable and confident because especially in the management field, you know, we get a million things thrown at us every single day. You know, <laughs> there's usually more curveballs than uh, I'm trying to think of. a. I, I don't have a good enough baseball reference to talk, you know, know who the best curveball thrower is. But, you know, more than that guy can throw in a nine inning game um, come at you and I on a daily basis. And we've got to be able to remain calm, remain cool, figure out, you know, what's the first um, reaction. Um, and oftentimes the first reaction is not to react. <laughs> yeah. So I, I agree. I, I love the, the title of it, which is how to learn how to interview like a rock star because a rock star is confident. A rock star does know how to remain calm and cool um, and is prepared. And those are really the takeaways um, that, that I think that, that, that people listening to this should, should gravitate to. No doubt. Well, that concludes episode 37. Thanks uh, to everyone for tuning in. We will be back here next week. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blasco1313. We encourage you to email us any questions or comments you may have for the podcast to me directly at askblasco at gmail.com. Because, hey, people, we do this show for you. Consider it a tool for understanding this ever-so-challenging and confusing business of music. If you have listened this far, much respect to you for making efforts to educate yourselves and taking your future into your own hands. Mike, any final parting thoughts? Thanks again for tuning in. Um, if you're out there in loyal listener land and want to help support the show, please rate and review us wherever you are listening. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, head on over. Drop us a couple stars, however many you feel is appropriate, and leave a, a comment there. That would be wonderful. And of course, you know, don't hesitate to write in and, and give us your feedback. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MikeOloop. And yeah, it's always a pleasure chatting with you on these awesome uh, subjects, Blasco. And, you know, I hope you have a very safe tour. I'm looking forward to, to trying to connect with you uh, when you're out there acting like a rock star, not just thinking like one. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Awesome. Peace. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are The Honest AF Show. 
Our podcast is real, honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>